0: This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. At the UPS Store, we want to make this summer the summer of shipping. Summer ship a So you can start crossing items off your must-ship list. Like the vintage film camera your college kid needs for class. Or the vase you told your mom you would send her ages ago. And with our pack and ship guarantee, your items arrive safe or we reimburse you. So stop by your local store today for everything you need to be unstoppable. Visit the upsstore.com guarantee for full details. Available at participating locations. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. This is
1: the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director, and I'll be your host for this episode. This week, we've got a specially extended chat with Thuy Pham from London's Little Viet Kitchen. She tells us all about her journey from hosting pop-ups in a tiny London flat to running her own successful Vietnamese restaurant. We also discuss the secrets behind creating the perfect broth, which is a vital ingredient in Vietnam's national dish, the noodle soup pho. Okay, so I'm here at the little Viet Kitchen with Thuy Pham, who's the executive chef and co owner. Um, And we're here to talk about Vietnamese food. We're here to talk about your journey from a pop up to this gorgeous little restaurant, which is in the corner of Chapel Market in Islington. Welcome to the podcast. Thank
0: you, thank you. Tell
1: us how you got started because you you literally used to host um, dinner parties in your
0: living room, didn't you? Absolutely, I did that. You know when you really want to do something and you you have to find a way. There's always an option to say, oh, I'm too busy or I can't do it. But we thought... There's no perfect time for anything in life. And so we thought, if we don't do it now, we'll never get to do it. So were you working in
1: a regular job and dreaming about cooking food? So (laughs) back then,
0: my fiancé and I both worked in advertising. And that was solid Monday to Friday. Yeah. But uh, every Friday, we would go home and we would prep... The, the house for the next day because supper club would be every Saturday. So we've got this humongous, actually, we, we could have had a smaller sofa. That would have helped. <laughs> so it was like this huge L-shaped uh, sofa and we would take this up to the bedroom and then turn the living room into a big dining room. This was my mini restaurant. And in my mind, one day I hope that it, I don't know where life would take me, yeah. but maybe one day I would have a restaurant. <laughs> so I would design every weekend. It would be themed, different colors of flowers, and I would make the menu and frame them, <laughs> and my cutlery would be the same, and every week it would be different. So you weren't just doing it, like, no. like putting tables out, you actually
1: designing your own. Yeah, mini absolutely. Lines. But
0: you know what the fun? You know when you go out with a bunch of girls? Yeah. It's a girls' night out sometimes the best part is the getting ready right so and then you go out and the bar sounds and the food is horrible or the night was rubbish but actually all the fun that you had was in the preparation of that night with your loved ones and your girlfriends (laughs) and I feel that but actually supper club it was fun all the way through but my favorite part is always designing the menu yeah um, really showcasing I'm a bit of a (laughs) show-off I'm when it comes to food I'm a show-off so I want to squeeze as much on to the menu as possible and if you've been to my supper club before it'd be between eight to 13 dishes all right that's a lot <laughs> and the, the size of the kitchen is tiny in comparison to what we have here but I really wanted people to taste food that actually maybe not commercialised. therefore mm. you don't know and these are tastes and flavors that took me home yeah. I live in London I came here when I was seven years old and I think sometimes there's that connection that you have with home yeah. that uh, that you can't explain this could be the smell of the broth yeah. or the taste of lemongrass chili and garlic together yeah. or when your grandma slightly burns the uh, prawns and you can smell it on yeah, the iron like the shell. right yeah. <laughs> roasted amazing. prawn shells absolutely love that. or even the bright color that yeah. you see that you recognize now these are the only memories i have Of Vietnam. And they're very fond memories because I remember always being so happy. Mm. And till this day, I don't know whether I love food so much because we had so little, and whether I appreciate every single dish so much Mm. because we never had anything in volume. I never thought I was poor. No, you just. But I was always told. You didn't really told, know anything else. Right, yeah. but I was always told I was poor. And I hear it all the time, oh, we're so poor, we're so poor. I'm like, well, this is crazy because we have herbs in buckets. Yeah. We eat the herbs in basketful. <laughs> and the fish comes in, it's fresh, and grandma always has amazing food. Yeah. But actually, our prawns would be tiny because they're the prawns that people wouldn't sell. Our rice would be broken, because the full grain rice would be exported right. and then our fish would be mini fish because the big ones go to the city or the shops or something yeah. like that. But in my opinion, a good dish, yes, it starts from good ingredients, yeah. but actually it's what you make of and what you have. it's also the love that your granny and your mom and put what into you do it. with it. Yeah. And I didn't, I've never seen a big prawn. I've never <laughs> seen a lobster. So for me, it's this kid thinking, yeah. oh my God, this is just amazing. It's yeah. because it is. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to bring that to people in London. And there was... Back then, I, I didn't feel that home cooking, uh, home styled food was out there. So when I started this supper club, I did as many courses like, as I can to showcase that. Yeah. And there was no intention of making money or anything like that because genuinely we didn't. Uh, it was like £30 £35 for eight to 10 courses. Wow. But you can imagine all it was this like was a feast. Yeah. yeah. My husband was like, Tweet, <laughs> you do you know this business plan sucks because we're losing money? It's not really everything. a business it's plan. It's not a business plan. <laughs> But the joy that I have every Friday, I would, I feel bad now. I'm sitting at work, but I'm so excited about what I'm going to do, yeah. what I'm going to cook on a Saturday for people. Now, this went on for a good year and it never stopped, but I felt like, whoa. I need to step this up a bit yeah, I was going to see say, say what, go- what made right, jump? what next? So I said to the husband, I said, uh, um, back then, fiancé, I said, fiancé, I, I really think I can uh, open a restaurant. He's like, no, <laughs> you can't do this. So I'm the mm. crazy one, but he keeps me grounded yeah, and he yeah, makes yeah. sure that everything's calculated. We take risks in life. Yeah. I take risks all the time. But as long as they're calculated and carefully thought out for, you... You know what you're getting yourself into Mm. and that's worth going uh, forward with. So he went to restaurants on Upper Street because we live here in Angel. And he's like, uh, so most restaurants are actually closed on Monday. And he knocked on their doors and he's like, look, I've got this nutter that wants to cook. <laughs> and she actually thinks she can run a restaurant successfully. But, you know, I have doubts. So can we take over your restaurant on a day that you're closed? Oh, wow, well, that's and such then, a good idea. Yeah. And then maybe we can do a deal where you keep the bar money and we take the food money or something like that. Yeah. And we found a place that said, yeah, sure, no problem. 50 seats. Yeah. 12 courses. Oh, my God. We were rammed. We sold out immediately and I. You must have been exhausted. <laughs> no, but it's super scary because yeah. you're like the expectation. Yeah. Because in my mind, coming to my home, maybe people expect, oh, it's home cooking, nothing fancy. But now you're actually going to be in a beautiful restaurant in a real kitchen. Yeah. Like a real kitchen. This is going to be amazing. They're cooking, like their cook is going to be like twice the size of yours. Your food has to be amazing. The pressure was on. But that should scare me, mm. but it didn't. <laughs> so we, we had no staff, of course, but you have friends. Yeah, so you Real just ro- friends roped those, everybody in to help. Absolutely, yeah. those that are there for you when you're happy, when you're sad, and when you need them. And I'm like, guys, I need you now. <laughs> so we got our groomsmen, our bridesmaids, all dressed up in Vietnamese gear. I've got pictures to show you. <laughs> in a, Because I really wanted to bring Vietnam, not only on the plate, mm. but the whole ambience of the supper club. So how long did you do the
1: Monday so clubs before we, you mo- moved into this? Or?
0: Into this, we did that for uh, about four sub-clubs right. out there. And we thought, actually, we're ready. We can do it. Yeah, wow. we can do this. And it was nothing... It was more the fact that I didn't drop dead and cry about it and it didn't scare me. Mm. We dropped dead, but we didn't. it didn't scare me at all because... I'm now thinking what I can do with 100 people. Yeah. I'm thinking about how many dishes I can do. If I change the menu every Sunday or every week or every month, uh, the possibilities, it's just
1: endless. You were saying about um, when we were talking before that you you didn't really learn to cook from your mum because you, you had no choice. You yeah. just She just showed you like Absolutely. every single day because she was Actually, cooking all the time. I don't
0: know if this is true, but uh, in my case, <clears throat> mum's like, you know, every girl has to know how to cook because if you don't, no one's going to marry you. And I'm like, whoa, 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 stop there. I want to wear that dress. (laughs) No. Uh, But yeah, and it was almost like our duty. Yeah. And actually to say duty, I think it's unfair because we want to. Yeah. Because think about it. If this is our, let's say this is our tool. If this is our tool to show love, I want to show love in the biggest and best way. If this is my tool to show that, Um, and second is that I'm really impatient if I want to eat something I'd rather have it now (laughs) than wait for dinner time or um, I felt like there is so much more you can do with things, even cooking. Ra- Mum would say, this is the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah like, no, she would I'm have like, her rules. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, actually, Mum, you could do this, but you could never say that to Mum. But I said, when I grow up, I'm going to cook, it's going to be my kitchen, <clears> and yeah. I'm going to do this. Obviously, Mum's going to shout at me, yeah. but I'm going to do this. So you had
1: a list of things that you, yeah, you wanted to change, absolutely. and you were like, she won't let me do it now, but I'm going to ruin myself a little wish but list. you
0: know, you grow up knowing that yeah. her way is the right way, mm. and I think we all do but actually her way is the best way growing up because I believe that your mum will always be the best cook for you because she has spent her time tailoring the seasoning and the flavours for her family. Mm. And I think I figured that out quite late in life, which is really silly because I, I, I made a dish... A very nice steak, thinly sliced, 30 (laughs) seconds, chilli beef uh, with the garlic and peppers. Oh, that sounds good. And uh, for my husband, I would put two tablespoons. And if I put that much for Dad, it would be too spicy. Yeah. Or uh, Mum would say, that's too overpowering because all I can taste now is peppers. You can't taste the chilli and the uh, garlic. But actually, Dave loves it with the two spoons. So I ended up, every time I cooked this, it would be for Dave. But actually, which one's right? It's just different people, It's isn't just it? different yeah. people and you tailor. So then every time I cook for the family, it would be different. And for Dave, it would be different. Actually, with the restaurant here, I do that a lot. Yeah. When I first started, I used a lot of my mum's recipe because, if in doubt, yeah. mummy's recipe <clears throat> is the best. You know it Damn. works. Yes, yeah, you stop. know it works for us. <laughs> right. So then... Uh, then after that, I started to tweak that. And, you start yeah, to hear people. Yeah.
1: yeah. The reason I wanted to come in and talk to you today as well was that when I ate here a couple of weeks ago, we had this incredible broth and Thank we started you. talking about broth. <laughs> and you started talking about broth, and I just <laughs> sat there transfixed, going, I need to come and fight. <laughs> I need to get this on tape about how yeah. the broth is made. We had this beautiful, it was like crystal clear kind of beef broth with little bits of chili flowing yeah. in it. It was so good. Yeah. And then you started telling me all about broth. Absolutely. because because it's kind of one of the
0: cornerstones of Vietnamese food, isn't it? Absolutely. So this is our... So the broth, the, the version that I did for you that night was actually a special because I was scared that you guys might leave. <laughs> so a note came down can, at yeah. the past. it says, they look very full. I'm like, no, they can't look full because they haven't had our pho. And pho is our national dish. And I think for me, it's such a staple. Yeah. And it's such a show-off dish that doesn't by any means look like it should be uh, the showcase of the menu. Right. But actually, if you really dig deep down to how we made it, there is so much to be proud of. I think for a Vietnamese chef, home chef or professional, there is a goal to get to, and that's the clearness of the broth. Right. And I think, um, and that's what we want to showcase. Whether the other person appreciates or know it or not, the first spoonful, the aroma, the smell, and if it's possible to taste eight hours of the broth, yeah, it should be there. And I think right, I'm going to sneak this up really quickly. But if I put the meat and the noodles, they're not going to they're not going to drink it because they're too full. So I made the version with just the broth, but um, adding the seasoning to make sure you get the hint yeah. of the chili, <clears throat> the lime, the coriander, and the broth. And that's it. That should be enough. And I think, uh, and it's cold. What's more perfect than uh, having a bowl of soup like that that is clear and good for you but uh yes so it's our national dish so um in general normally traditionally before it would be served at breakfast Oh, so okay. pho would be breakfast it would be rice noodles and then you've got meat on mm. top and then the broth on top and it's a bowl the size it's of a hot, huge well huge. a big short hot yeah, bowl isn't it right. yeah so when I took my husband to Vietnam he's like uh, um, you guys are crazy this is breakfast like how are you <laughs> eating like that for breakfast and I really didn't have an answer because uh we just do and you know when you do something so much and it's ingrained in your head that that's what you have for breakfast yeah. lunch or dinner it's fine But we realised actually it makes sense. If you look around the market, everyone after this breakfast is going to go to the farm in 40 degrees heat and do an eight hour shift, plucking rice and carrying really heavy, heavy things for eight hours before their next meal their lunch would be quite light. Normally in the farm, the lunch would be provided by the farm owners and that would be something very simple like a a bowl of white rice with some very salty fish. Mm. Salty to the point where you look at the fish, you eat the rice and you look at the fish again and you will eat two rice because it's that salty. It's salty, yeah. yeah. So
1: you're kind of replacing your salt. Absolutely. That you probably so that's the idea well. yeah.
0: uh, that meat is very expensive. Yeah. So actually that bowl in the morning is to, to feed you everything them for the you whole need. day. Yeah. That's why um and it makes sense now but when you do it so much that now in vietnam even if you work in the office you're going to have a bowl of pho for breakfast yeah. because that's what you've been doing and the whole nation's been doing that um but i think um this is the dish that really showcases not only the spices mm. but the technique yeah the technique actually it takes it's it takes 8 hours but you're not actually Standing there and uh, cooking for eight hours. But it's just the thoughtful layering of the details of the broth and the spices and the meat. When you do it, that gives you the perfect result in the end. If you're making a broth, I think key starts with good ingredients and the correct ingredients. For me, it's bones. So sweetness, I think sweetness from natural ingredients is so different from sugar. Okay. So the sugar one I find very harsh, but if you take it from bones and things like that. So you're like extracting. Absolutely. So first it's uh, bones. So I think for bones, you have to choose the correct bones. Think of where the sweetness is coming from the marrow. Yeah. So when you're choosing bones, choose for a uh, leg or knuckles. Uh, don't go for things like uh, the neck or the shoulder because the bone hasn't got any okay, marrow. Okay, so you in want the... that nice big thick yeah. sort of thing. The really ugly want. ugly looking part. Yeah. So they're the ones that will make your broth really sweet. Okay.
1: So how do you um, how do you prepare those bones for the broth? Like how so the you... bones.
0: Um, so you soak it in cold water. Okay. First process: soak it in cold water for forty-five minutes with two limes. Obviously, depending on the portions, okay. so you squeeze the lime in and you add some salt and you leave that there for forty-five to an hour. Then you take that out. Then you rinse all that. Then you parboil. Parboiling is so key. Boiling water, chuck the bones in and then you, you're you basically getting all the gunk oh, and all the dirt Oh, the sort of like impurities, top. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, some people said, oh, by doing that, are you taking away but the, the flavors, sweetness yeah. and the flavour? Actually, think about it. That's, you're doing this for five, ten minutes, mm. but you're cooking this for eight hours. So there's plenty more to come. There is yeah. plenty more. <laughs> if, to think about it again, where is the sweetness coming from? Yeah. The marrow. Which you're not going to get Just, to straight no, away. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's all the way inside. So actually, the key to making the broth clear is getting the dirt and the impurities away. So I do that, dunk it in five minutes, boiling water, take it out, drain all the water, start fresh water again. Wow. Then you put the bones in. Okay, that's when you're going to start boiling for three hours. But the key to this is to bring it to boiling point yep. in my family. our recipe <laughs> twice. Put it on high heat and you bring it to boiling point, you're getting more impurities. Right. Then you take the gunk off, yep. then you bring it to boiling point again, you turn it down, then you wait, then you bring it to boiling point again and you do the second round. Oh. Then after the second round, you leave it for three hours untouched. Now the rule in our house is do not touch anything in the pot. It doesn't no matter if it, or anything. No, no stirring, no touching, there is just no need to. The job now for the bone is just for us to cook and simmer ever so slow to extract the sweetness. And the key actually is from the two boiling point, never to go that high ever again. So now we simmer, mm-hmm. completely simmer. Then uh, this is where we add in the vegetables and the herbs. But I think for the phoil broth, the key is yeah. uh, a vegetable that I haven't seen people use much of. But it's so, such a shame. It's so delicious. It's the yeah. daikon. Oh, so there's... Uh, there's another name, the Chinese radish. radish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, daikon. Daikon. Um, but, uh,
1: so it's, it, the, it's that long, it looks like a massive white carrot, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: huge white carrot. It's <laughs> quite clear. Yeah. Uh, you, when we use that, it's really sweet. So actually it's, it's really sweet for the broth, but the key to that, I call it a sponge, a foul sponge. Um, after about two hours, you take up the daikon, yeah. you can see all the gunk. You can see the dark colour. What, so it, of attracts it. Yeah. That Tap, goes what, in the daikon. What size do you put it in? Do you, do you chop it up or? Um, you, you, Up to you. So yeah. the pot at the restaurant here, you know, I just put the whole thing Put them thing in. in whole? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Huge. I know, must right? be a big pot. Well, the pot's the size of me. Yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, but at home, just do it to like uh, yeah. five, six inches. So the idea is for it to be Below the, um, the water yeah. uh, for it to do its thing. Uh, leave it in for about two hours, no more, uh, because it becomes a bit bitter. Okay. So after about two hours, take that out and you can see your broth super clear wow. and sweet without the colour changing. And it's really weird because after three, four hours, I can taste the broth, I can taste flavours, but the colour is no different. So
1: it gives out some sweetness and it takes away all of the the lustiness. Absolutely, it's like magic.
0: And I could never really explain, uh, but it really does that. And it's the key to for mum, every every broth she does she puts yeah. that into clean
1: so what when you take that out how long's the broth been on then
0: did you say 4 hours so the, the, the bones i would do for 3 yeah then after 3 i would put in the uh, veg so i um put in the daikon yeah. but at the same time you that's adding sweetness but sweetness is not key to fowl key to fowl is the aroma Right. The aroma of the spices. Oh, okay. And I think charring the uh, onions is so key. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you char so, them first with yeah. skins on
1: or with... Everything. Just with everything. Skin on. yeah, uh-huh.
0: With skin on. And that's when the smell really comes out. And you can tell it smells a bit burnt yeah. but that's okay because you're not taking everything okay. you take the first layer of the onions out and if you put it on the hob do it with open fire yeah. it's wonderful <laughs> and to, I think depending on the size of the onion I normally take about five five to eight minutes yeah. but uh, if you see bubbles coming out on top then of you the know onions, that it's really your dad. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so just going back to the broth. What 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 comes next after the um, the
0: onion? So after the onion um, would be the so the daikon, the onions, and then you put the spices. Okay. Now the spices you can. It's completely up to you. That they're already dried, so you can just put it in. No problem. What kind of spices would ah, you so you've use? You've got star anise, star anise and cinnamon. Yeah. They're the main main ones. And Gives coriander that, seeds. like warming flavour. Absolutely. Yeah, flavor. That, yeah. that really homely, like almost Christmassy, but it means Christmas flavour. I love flavor um, star anise. So key for me is extracting the flavours even more. Not that they're not flavoursome already, no. but they're dry, so you can just put them in. But actually, mum's always roasted them. And I remember when she roast them, you can smell felt. Mm. And to me... That is felt. Mm-hmm. As soon as I can smell the star anise and the cinnamon, cinnamon together, that is felt. Yeah. And uh, by doing that, you're, you're adding more flavor. Yeah. And you're adding more of like a burnt uh, flavor to the star anise. Okay. So when you put it to your broth, that changes the flavor completely. Wow. You're adding an extra layer yeah. of flavor to the star anise that is already so crazy good. Yeah into your broth so
1: they're doing quite a lot of work aren't they because are they going to
0: be in for the next is it four hours after two hours so you're up to six hours now it depends
1: depends. (laughs) so
0: depending on uh, where you are in Vietnam the exact same dish could be made so differently with the same name Uh, for example pho Uh, my friend's from the north and she her broth is saltier the pho in north uh, right. northern vietnam it's a bit saltier and then uh, if you go to the midlands in Hoi, yeah. uh, it's spicier so you've got the bo hui which is their take on pho which has tons of chilies and lemongrass wow. which is my favorite in the world by the way yeah. and then southern everything's a little bit sweeter <gasps> oh, okay. so we're from the mekong delta which means everything is a bit sweeter creamier and almost everything has coconut so we use coconut <laughs> water to. Um, I do it here. I do it to braise my meat. Oh, I wow. use it to marinate overnight. It tenderizes the meat in such I've a never heard delicate of that. That's way. Such a yeah, great idea. So you have coconut water. Chuck your pork chops in there. Yeah, really. Chuck it in there. and Leave it there. And when you marinate, <sighs> going to try and, that. <laughs> so we braise. So my ribs here. I mm. marinate in coconut water. Then I braise it for four hours under really low heat. Mm. And when it comes out. The sweetness of coconut is so hard to describe, but it's smooth. You know, when you're eating something, it's so delicious and there's no guilt that goes with it. In my opinion, it's because you're using natural ingredients, sweetness from fruit, veg, rather than, uh, you know. This is making me so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) People will never know. Mm. They're like, what is that? that smooth, teary thing in your beef? That's it. You don't. There it's, is it's like no a secret. Yeah, it's just. And actually, it's, it's really like I, I, I've never been trained as a chef, but I know this is what Grandma does because yeah. Granddad would climb up the tree at lunchtime or dinnertime and he would chop down some some um, coconut and just put it in by by her kitchen. Yeah. And when she's <laughs> done with the juice, we would eat the jelly. Yeah. And that's not done because Granddad would then take that back out and then dry, and then he'll take that back in and we use it as fire. Wow. nothing so, ever goes yeah. to waste and i think growing up like that it makes me want to just recycle everything Try and because use absolutely. everything as well i would when i see a chicken i don't see just two breasts no like okay this sounds wrong but my husband just sees two breasts because that's his favorite part <laughs> uh, of the chicken uh, <laughs> and uh, he doesn't see anything else but i see sweetness from the neck the bone yeah. the thighs goodness you can fish sauce fry the wings you can do everything mm. and there's nothing and the heart caramelize that with coconut water a bit of sugar chili garlic <laughs> and it's wonderful for drinking beer yeah. and there are so many things you can do i think part of being a chef is not just heads down and cook no follow recipe it's about creating. It's about being creative with things and produce mm. that you have in front also, of you. Also, you're being respectful to your Absolutely. ingredients by
1: using everything, on you? Absolutely. And recognising that there's use, uses for these ingredients Absolutely. other than just the prime cuts or whatever. Absolutely. So tell us how we finish that broth then, just so, so we can broth-
0: get... Um, Oh, we're going way off. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. We got us. It's all right. It yeah. If you want the, the, if you want this uh, methodically, you have to get the book. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, so what have we gone? Spices. Yeah. We roast the spices. OK, onto a sweetness that's not natural. OK, so you do have to add the fish sauce. Yeah. There is not a Vietnamese dish out there that uh, you don't have fish sauce. Mm. But we actually replace that with salt because um, we don't really use a lot of salt. Oh, okay. The fish sauce is already uh, salty. Yeah. So we use that, but it's got that pungent. Yes. I don't like the word pungent. I think but it's, it's, so it's one negative. of those things that if
1: you don't, you know, if you yeah. if you don't know about fish sauce yeah. and you smell it, you just think, what the hell? Yeah, I know. But then when you add it to a dish, the balance it gives Absolutely. and the background flavour is... I think is, in general yeah.
0: with Vietnamese food, it's about balancing. Yeah. So if you look in my recipe book, everything that you see, the amount of sweetness and sour mm. I put in one side, I balance it on the other side yeah. with salt or sugar or something like that. Because when you do that, it brings That's out when you an get incredible... The... Balance yeah. flavor that you don't know what we we give people food like new stuff or something they try it they're like can you describe it they're like well um, <laughs> it's a bit sweet no 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 it's salty no no it's sour oh my god it's spicy but that's the everything beauty. going on yeah. yeah yeah I call I like to refer Vietnamese food to a beautiful mess yeah <laughs> a crazy beautiful mess and like as crazy as anything sounds yeah if you put it in. The right way and balance it, it's yeah. never too crazy. Uh, but so fish sauce is key, the right amount, and a little bit of sugar to help yeah. uh, smooth down the broth. Okay. Now, when you put sugar, I think it's quite harsh. It's got a sweet kick that almost like, uh, I don't know, putting a lump of chocolates in there. Right. But if you use get a, a rock sugar... So like the
1: unrefined... Yes, yeah, yes. so the brown, like palm sugary... Yes, that kind it's of...
0: really light. Yeah. Um, it's clear like a crystal. Oh, it's actually beautiful. Okay. It looks like something you can wear on your neck. So not, the, uh,
1: not the browns. I'm thinking of no, palm sugar. Uh, I'm not going, palm no, not palm sugar. No, no, that's no.
0: usually for dessert. This mm. is uh, rock sugar. Oh, okay. So yellow rock sugar. Wow. Yeah. I don't it's think I've clear ever like, like a crystal. And you put it in, and the sweetness is ever so smooth. Oh, okay. And we use this a lot. We, mum would use it for dessert. Yeah. Um, and our desserts are never too sweet. And I like that mm. because, actually, it, dessert should be something tasty that's different from the savoury meal, but it doesn't have to be overly anything. Okay. Whether it's a starter, main course, or dessert, it should be balanced just enough. So we never really use sugar. We use uh, rock sugar we would crush it and yeah, use it. And, and add
1: that to it. Yeah,
0: and, and then I think what, that's key. My what pantry point you,
1: has it. At what point do you sort of, do you strain it? Do you, do you strain the broth then to get rid of all of the...
0: No, we actually don't. Okay. So, um, okay, so go through... Okay, six... Okay, after six hours, uh, you double-check and you take out the hour six, you take out all the onions and the veg. Oh, okay, now, so the take onions. Them out. Some people leave it in for a long time and think, oh, if I leave it on extra long, it's going to, it's going to be extra, sweeter, yeah, but it's not. No, it does the absolute reverse. It goes so bitter. It, not just bitter, but it turns your broth into a dark color. Oh, okay. So there's an assumption I think that I we all make. I used to make this that if it's chicken, it's clear. If it's beef, it has to be black or dark. Yeah. So I know it's beef.
1: No. But yours wasn't at all
0: when we had the it. here. Key. Yeah. So my mum said, so never make that assumption that the master or the key to making a good broth is the person, they can't even tell what's in there. Oh, so, so they more, don't know where
1: it's come from.
0: It's they, just the they broth. They shouldn't be it's able like to magic, say, oh, it's grey,
1: it's beef. It's a magic it, It's broth. clear,
0: it's chicken. Because you, your job is to make it as clear as possible. Mm. But when you taste, it should only be through taste... That you can say that to me, this is, is beef. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's that. the key. So you're scooping the veg out of yes. the big pot? Yes. And then leaving it for a little bit longer? Yeah. Then after that, I uh, take the meat out. Okay. I take the meat out and I leave the broth on to simmer very, very, uh, very low. Um, I leave that for another half an hour and that's it. Uh, then you take um, a cloth. So yep. we use a cloth. So you want, you want to keep a bit of the fat... Because the fat's are oh, actually. Oh you you're taking it like yeah. like when
1: you put kitchen paper on yeah. top of us stew yeah. to just soak up the yeah. fat. Yeah. Oh, so cool. here
0: I, I mean I'm talking everything in big volumes. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. So you
1: have to use a big I only actually sort of...
0: cook here. So we have big gastronomes and we put a muslin.
1: Muslin on top, yeah, yeah.
0: Muslin and then we filter the food oh. through there. Um, but even when you do that, you still get the good fat coming through. The good through. fat. The fat's nice. Yeah. It just adds that little so bit of I, extra I richness. I genuinely believe there are good yeah. fat out there.
1: Yeah. Delicious I fat. Think, yeah, I think we're, we're all on board yeah. with the good fat and these you know, days. Yeah.
0: A bowl of pho is not the same yeah. until you see it glisten. You know that shimmer? Yeah, yeah, the little, little shimmer across it. Oh, absolutely. Top. And you know that's not from just pouring in oil. No. It's the oil from the marrow, from yeah. the bone. And you will only ever get that if you are cooking. Ah, from scratch, using bones. Oh, wow. So, so the broth the, when serving is so key. So yeah. you've spent eight hours cooking this broth. So you cannot mess it up at the last minute, and you definitely can. Okay, so <laughs> you've got the noodles, you boil the, the yeah. noodles, everything's perfect. The key is to serve it super hot. Right. So a traditional phoel would have rare beef on top. Oh, okay. So you've got steak thinly sliced on top, so it's not cooked. So you need... the. The broth's super hot to cook that. Um, so when you do that, you're—it's uh, just incredible. It cooks the meat in front of you, wow. and you can see the meat turn. I feel like you have to stay here till six, though. So I can do it for you. And it like <laughs> it
1: like livens up the noodles absolutely. as well, and kind of brings and them to life. Absolutely. And, yeah.
0: But don't forget. Because you've done that, because it's so hot, it means you have to be available to eat straight away. Yeah. Because if it sits in the broth for too long, you don't want your noodles not to be crunchy because it has to be a little al dente yeah. and the beef has to be thinly sliced. The hot water would cook that, hot broth would cook that and it should melt in your mouth. Wow. But you cannot have pho without the, the herbs. Right. So sometimes if you come to the Little bit Kitchen, you will see that most of my dishes are dressed in such a way where you think it looks like a garden in a bowl. <laughs> Actually, my background is that I grew up in the farm, so this was normal. It was it's normal, normal to have that. for herbs to be on every single dish and mm. it's healthy for you, it's good for you. But actually, even if it wasn't, I love it so much to the point where I think if it was missing from my routine or my meals, I would think something's missing and I would be really uncomfortable. <laughs> but luckily enough, it's good. Yeah. But actually, every single herb has its own flavour and fragrant. Yeah. And for pho, to have that missing, it's like uh, it won't be complete. Okay. So as soon as you tear the, uh, the basil and it goes in, uh, it, the contrasts. It really complements the broth and the meat together. So the kick of lime and the chilli and the coriander brings everything together. So you've got the broth that's a little bit sweet, a little bit salty, just a bit savoury, and then you've got a sharp lime coming through. Yeah. So if you imagine that, then when you're drinking, suddenly there's a spice coming through because the piece of chilli. You've just hit a piece of (laughs) chilli. That's crazy. And the meat is so tender. Mm. So... Traditionally in Vietnam, we throw away nothing, as you know. So the oxtail that we use, we would put that in the bowl. We'll pluck out the meat and we'll eat that. The marrow, it's so good. It's really creamy. We would put that in the broth, in the bowl, so everything would be in the centre to share. Nothing fancy. So you're just adding to it. You're adding all your little bits. Uh So
1: everyone, like, is is in a sense they're kind of making their own little bespoke bowl of... Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So you've got the base, the noodles and everything there, but you know what? You put as much herbs as, as you yeah. like, as much meat as you like, as much bones as you like, but everything is edible and everything actually adds more flavour, yeah. more character. I'd like to say <laughs> that... Yeah, actually, that's right. More character to the ball. And it's so fulfilling in so many ways. So when I go home, I went to university with my sister, and I think... Mum would never pick up the phone and say, hey, I really miss the house being noisy and I really miss you guys and I really love you guys and you guys are amazing. (laughs) That would never happen. But she'll say, oh, this weekend, I think I'm making pho or I think I'm making way." That's a sign for me and my sister. She wants you to come home. To pack our bags (laughs) and get the first train home. Oh, bless. And it was never, even if we didn't want it, it was mum's way of saying, hey, I miss you, come home. And when we come home, never was it a regret because oh. when you sit down we would come about seven eight o'clock when it's yeah. already made but we have never maybe because we know how it's made yeah so as soon as we sit there i can picture my mom's eight hours
1: you know what her, she's her been morning doing. Routine. yeah yeah yeah. i, I know, you know what, what she's, she's, she's doing.
0: done <laughs> all day to this point and that bowl meant so much more in so many ways yeah and i think i hope I don't know what I hope for my book to achieve. I don't know. It all happened so quickly. Mm. And I didn't even expect it because when you grow up, you you dream of things. And mm. it's okay to dream, but it's even better to make it happen. Yeah, definitely. But when you say things like to your fiance or your mom and dad, "One day I'm going to have a cookbook, I'm going to have a restaurant." I'm this you just sound like a a child being annoying. <laughs> so when I had the chance to write the book, yeah. What I really wanted is that, actually, I want Vietnamese women, ladies, girls that are... I came here when I was seven. I was blessed with my parents, pinning us down really hard to remember our roots. Yeah. But actually, is this the case with everyone else? Uh, Because I get emails and letters really lovely ladies uh, you know I'm, I'm 35 i don't speak vietnamese but i am vietnamese mm. um i was adopted i'm in america now or i'm here and i don't speak and my parents none of them are vietnamese oh, but i yeah. really want to cook like pho reconnect pho with it yeah and there's no way of reconnecting yeah. to vietnam but i love felt, and it makes it fills me with so much joy to even think that there are like-minded people out there that's Know that a bowl of broth can reconnect you yeah. in such an amazing way with not only people, but to your home, your country. Yeah,
1: absolutely, London
0: will always be my home. Yeah. I'm so comfortable with the rain. I love the cold weather. And when our summer lasts about two weeks, I'm okay with it. That's when you know you're a Londoner. <laughs> but my country You're lucky will if you get always... two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, we'll always be Vietnam. Yeah. And I'm so happy that I can express my love for my country through my mm-hmm. food and then to have a restaurant for you to come. And I, I really hope you can feel and taste that. Mm. You d- don't come and look at me in the kitchen though because I'm always a mess. <laughs> uh, but I want... To say all this to you through my dishes well i think
1: um <laughs> i can't wait till the book comes out and just getting that little preview was fantastic Good. And thank you so much for talking You're to so us welcome. today and i think people are just going to absolutely love that and <laughs> rush off and make their own bowl of broth i know i am.
0: definitely and it will be methodical the you recipe <laughs> will be more uh, structured than what we've done here thank but you uh, very much for coming yeah. to speak to
1: us today it was thank- lovely Thank, thank you. thank you so much Thanks for listening to the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like this episode, please don't forget to go and review and rate us on iTunes. For more information on things in this episode, head to our website, olivemagazine.com. You can also pick up a copy of our packed bumper Christmas issue right now from newsagents or download the app version. Bye for now, and we'll be back next week with even more food and drink chat.